0: for a little behind-the-scenes gossip about Junior Johnson's engineering skills, he's got two things in his hand: pipe wrench and channel lock pliers. And they weren't new; they yeah. had been they had been yeah. around the block a time or two. Wasn't the so, first deal they built up bet. No, <laughs> no, you know, you, I think they were they had, the the pliers had been red before, but paint had yeah. worn off. And in the second episode, I talked to a professional hillbilly, aka Dr. Daniel Pierce. Of U N C Asheville to find out the real history of moonshiners and their battles with the revenuers. He wrote about one of his experiences of trying to chase down this uh, this bootlegger and this this souped-up car, and he, he complained that the government gave him these piece of crap cheapo cars and that that were really no match. But he thought he was doing pretty good, and then the guy just hits it and just takes off and practically disappears. But then the guy makes a bootleg turn. Uh, and comes back towards him. And it, it, as he said, it was a game of chicken, and I was the chicken. And so he ran <laughs> off the boat. And actually, he was the guy who, who caught Junior Johnson at his daddy's still when Junior got tangled up in a, in a barbed wire fence. <laughs> yes. So check out the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast available on YouTube, DailyDownForce.com, and all of your favorite podcasting platforms. And be sure to check out my regular show on NASCAR history, the Same Bolt Podcast.
1: Hey there, NASCAR fans. Have you got your copy of the latest edition of NASCAR Pole Position Print Magazine? If not, there's no better time than now to subscribe at polepositionmag.com. NASCAR Pole Position is the only print magazine covering NASCAR. Officially licensed by NASCAR, NASCAR Pole Position Magazine is published throughout the NASCAR season, and each edition is an instant collector's item, backed with great
2: feature stories and photography. The magazine is even mailed to you in a poly bag for those who love to collect NASCAR memorabilia. At polepositionmag.com, you can even find
1: past issues available to purchase. Get your subscription to NASCAR Pole Position and get great
0: NASCAR content delivered straight to your mailbox throughout the season.
3: Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
4: Everybody, welcome to this week's episode of NWP. Let's get straight into some hot takes to start us off.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you, Danny B. So since we had no, uh, you know, racing last weekend and stuff, well, no NASCAR racing, uh, excuse me. um, It uh, left me with a lot of free time on my hands. And you know what? I just realized something. Cars 2 actually isn't that bad of a movie. It's not that bad. You know, I, I I watched it for only the uh, the third time ever in my life, and I was like, you know what? Okay, there's not really any like real like you know racing storylines really like you know um it's mostly you know with the whole you know spy action and stuff like that. But you know, I, I gotta say, I was thoroughly entertained. Now it is the worst movie out of the out of the three, without a doubt. But you know, after watching it um after uh, watching it again, I was like, you know what? This is okay. It's okay. So that's
3: my hot take. You can tell it's an off week when our hot takes <laughs> are Pixar movies. Um, am I next, Danny? I think I'm second.
4: Uh, yes, Eric is second.
3: I was going to talk about the fact that Ally is apparently not running an exclusive scheme for the Ally 400. I am devastated because the past two years they have been freaking intense. This year, I'm sorry, Danny, I'm really not a fan of the nighttime version of his scheme this year. So I'm disappointed, but that's not what my hot take is about. This may be a fan favorite, but I think it is hot. Carl Edwards will run another NASCAR race before, I don't know, before he croaks. I don't don't know. I don't know if y'all saw this, but he's going to be at Nashville this weekend. The track is honoring him. He won there, I think like six times, you know, concrete Carl. We know how great he was in the Bush series at Nashville Super Speedway, but this will be his second public appearance in just a couple of months when was the last time carl edwards went outside once a year let alone twice in
4: like one spring one and we're gonna see
1: both of them by the way it's it's because of us
4: (laughs) it's because of us yeah Yeah. but i remember something carl edwards confirmed running the nwp car
3: (laughs) but i I remember something dale jr said on his podcast when he talked to carl edwards is that you know he kind of thinks that the closer carl gets to nascar the stronger that itch will be to come back so the fact that this is two appearances, he even said after uh, Darlington, Carl said that he was surprised by the fan reaction, the support. Uh, keep in mind, he also toured Trackhouse earlier this year. I don't think he's necessarily going to run Project 91. If I had to guess, I don't think Edwards runs a cup race, but I do believe Carl Edwards will race in NASCAR again. I would be shocked if he doesn't. He's just getting too close to the action. By the way, you were, you were talking about oh. this diecast. <sighs>
1: Beautiful. Oh, Beautiful. come on, one. Ally. We need
3: that. We yeah. need more.
2: Gorgeous. I got plenty of props I, for tonight.
4: I, I guess I just say that, that that nighttime car doesn't get to run enough, so they just run it when they can.
3: That's a good point, actually.
4: <laughs> well, my hot take.
2: So I, I want to preface this. There are tons of amazing content creators and YouTubers on this platform that do not have a huge audience. And one who I think deserves one is NBR. Makes awesome stuff. Have you seen his chase videos? Well, being the off weekend, if you're someone who makes YouTube videos on here, you know that this is honestly an opportunity to make stuff you normally wouldn't have the opportunity to make. And he talked about the Daytona 500. My Mm -hmm. hot take Mm -hmm. is that I agree with him. And it has nothing to do with the summer. I just got to say, I think the Daytona 500 does have a problem. And I think Mm -hmm. it is turning into just another race. It is not feeling as prestigious as it once used to. And I think that the points he made in his video about how basically every race ends either under caution or under a ton of different restarts and crashes and taking out cars that don't need to be taken out. I think he's a hundred percent right. And I think that until either NASCAR or driver etiquette in some way changes the Daytona 500 will only deteriorate in how big of a race it is. Mm-hmm. So my hot take is, yes, I think the Daytona 500 has a huge problem. And we are, what, uh eight months away from the other one? It's never too early to talk about the Daytona 500.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, nah, NBR, he's, oh, I love his channel. I love his channel. Yeah.
4: So on that note uh if if jared gets to talk about other channels that he likes i'm gonna talk about other channels that i like too uh that i think is a very is very underrated and some of y'all need to go check out uh since we had an off off week got to really talk about other things uh if y'all notice i haven't been posting as much and the fact of the matter is i post daily on a bigger channel i'm not gonna i'm not talking about that one but i'm talking about someone that i like to watch a lot while editing stuff for this big channel and just in my spare time I've been going on a binge of watching a very underrated guy from the OCRP community. A lot of you guys know Jeff Fabiano. He helped start start all that. Got him Old Man Beardface. He's literally just an older guy, probably in his like 50s or 60s, but he's very chill. If you want a chill streamer to go check out? Go check him out. I was in his uh, stream the other day and I saw someone on Twitter was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe Danny Talks just randomly in that guy's <laughs> uh, live streams. Like, yeah, he's pretty cool. So go check out Old Man Beardface. That's my hot take.
1: (laughs) Just check out our YouTube channel, Spicy. (laughs) Yeah,
4: yeah, Yeah, it's it's been the off week, everybody.
1: Yeah, I think I won this one though. Not gonna lie. I don't know. (laughs) Carl
3: Edwards coming back? back? I don't know. 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 think it's not being important as as it used to be. Well, you said as important. (laughs) Hey, I said
1: I said cars two wasn't as bad. So oh, look at that. Sixty nine percent. I mean, so early, fair, exactly. I agree
3: with you. Pixar has never made a bad movie. They've just made underwhelming movies. And I wait, would they, say cars.
1: Wait, wait, wait! They never made a bad movie.
3: I don't think Pixar has ever made a bad movie. Wait, didn't like they a,
1: make? Didn't they make Mars versus Moms or something? No, like that? that was
3: not Pixar. I don't. know oh, who Okay, made that. okay, okay, okay. Sorry. Wasn't that a Sorry. Seth Green movie? I I don't know.
2: <laughs> okay, so it wasn't.
3: <laughs> <Pixar>. <laughs> Weren't they the ones who made Sausage Party? I'm pretty sure that was Pixar. Oh, my God. My
2: dad took my brother and I to see that. And while I was old enough, my brother was not. He was like, I just wanted to sink into the wall. I can imagine. (laughs) And in the last five minutes, we'll keep it like that.
4: Hold on. I like this guy's uh, summary of all of our hot takes, Triple P Productions. Darian, Cars 2 is good. Eric, Carl Edwards returns. Jarrett, Daytona 500 is mid. Danny, old guy is cool.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Old guy with a beard, uh, specifically.
2: Yes. Yes. All right. Well, that's... uh... That, that was so race this high. weekend
3: uh who won Oh
4: <laughs> well, yeah oh well and we, uh, all won. In we, we all won uh, no i take that back i had a fishing tournament this weekend i sucked mm. i didn't catch a single fish i lost mm. get, i need to get ready to learn chinese and fishing buddy damn
1: well in indycar uh alex flow won at uh, road america and then um, f1 and then f1 you know verstappen leads every lap and you know wins of course yeah. Um, i didn't watch a single lap because i streamed for 10 hours that was crazy <laughs> Oh, I'm never doing that again. So
2: you didn't get the whole, you know, notice like Netflix asking if you were still watching? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, man. All right. Well, we did We did have some news, right, Danny?
4: Yeah, some guy from down the street is getting an opportunity, something yeah. like that.
2: The
1: hometown dude. Hey, hey. I mean, first we have Joseph Newgarden, hometown hero, winning the
4: Indy 500, and now we got another hometown boy, Josh Barrett.
1: Yeah. It's moving Josh. on up.
4: Tony Stewart said that uh, according to him, he was the clear choice all along. And he might as well have been. We've been how long have we heard of how long have we, the four of us, known that this was happening? Like what, two months at least? I can like two and a half, I think. At the very
1: yeah, like it's been a yeah, long two and a half time. <laughs> yeah. And 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 what um what stuck out to me was uh Tony Stewart, he even confirmed, like, oh no, um, before the Hendrick Motorsports um uh you know replacement deal, no, nah, we um but the the, um, the
3: decision was already made months in advance, basically. <laughs> yeah, they had kind of picked out Barry as their lead target preseason, like before the season began. And I think Barry even kind of talked about I didn't listen to all of uh, his appearance on Dale Jr.'s podcast today, but I saw he was on the Dale Jr. download. But he did talk a little bit about, um, you know, then when he gets the call that he's going to have to fill in for Chase Elliott last minute. It was sort of like uh, it was simply an audition. Like, you know, they hadn't signed anything with Stuart Haas yet. I'm sure in the back of his mind, he thought, if I just go out there and absolutely blow it, what if SHR pivots last minute and these talks Hmm. fall through? But yeah, they would have been talking well in advance. And apparently, like, Dale Jr. was pretty much aware of it from the beginning. Uh, I don't know how aware Chevy and Hendrick was because maybe that would have changed their decision to put barry in a hendrick car because instead they're basically now giving a rival free seat time you know yeah yeah that was the
1: funniest part about that answer sorry sorry. like oh yeah chevy gave us a free seat time thanks chevy
3: yeah yeah so i don't i I did think it's interesting how early apparently it was stewart uh liked him harvick liked him rodney childers especially seems to be a big big josh barry fan i know childers comes from the late model world obviously that's where josh barry is probably you know most known uh for um but that's, I think the reason Rodney Childers is sticking around, because didn't he say a few years ago that when Harvick retires, there's a good chance he would go with him? I think he said that. I may be wrong. Someone okay. in the chat, correct me if I'm just I, making
4: that up. I think his I think his mind just changed since he it, said
3: that. I think his mind changed because it's Josh Berry. I think if they were promoting, let's say Cole Custer was going to drive the four, <laughs> which I don't think was ever a realistic option. But let's say Cole, yeah, O'Reilly Herbst gets the four. Rodney Childers might pack it up or asked to be put in a more you know permanent competition role where he, he gets to stay home more often like yeah. but since it's Josh Berry I think that was instrumental in keeping Rodney Childers around which I think is is extremely important because he is one of the best crew chiefs in the garage so I just want to
1: ask y'all something um I guess we can you know sort of start the you know more of the conversation here and stuff but um uh, what are our are... Um, y'all's expectations for him next year. I'm not expecting a uh, a miracle turnaround overnight, to be honest with you. Um,
2: uh, top twenty. I, 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 I'd honestly, if he that's top twenty, he'd be top of his team. That's that's what I would would think is a realistic expectation. He should oh, he should outrun the Spire team. How about that?
1: Damn, which is they, actually just, more
2: difficult to do now.
1: Damn, Jared, just hearing you I, say that
2: just made me realize. Damn, the bar is so low now. Ugh. oh, it oh, is. God. Yeah, but he's also a rookie like we I, yeah, I've made this mistake and I think a lot of us have of really overstelling or overrating how we think rookies will do. I mean, I, I I don't want to sound like a jerk about this, but I don't know of any other way to say it. He's not even the best guy at the moment at his Xfinity team and he's heading up mm. to cup, which is mm-hmm. we've seen. I mean, Noah Gregson wiped the floor with him that last year and 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 just about everybody and so did Ty Gibbs. And while Ty Gibbs is in that playoff contention, and I get the car isn't great by any means, but Noah Gregson looks lost right now as a Cup driver. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would say if he finishes top twenty, I think that should be successful. People forget Rodney Childers when he was with MWR. While he got you know a win with Brian Vickers, and I believe he got another one with David Rudiman or two. Uh, they were you know. They were never Kevin Harvick level performances.
1: But basically, he's a crew chief that'll get the best out of any driver, um, anyone. I
4: I hate to sound so selfish in what I'm asking for him, but I want to win. I want to see a win out of him because I'm looking back at SHR's last few drivers and their first year, they either got a win or was that close to getting a win. Chase Briscoe was that close to getting a win his first year at the Indy Road course. He did get a win a second year. Uh, Cole Custer, he got a win his first year. Um, Ryan Priest has already been in contention at Martinsville, had an opportunity to contend for a win there. And even Eric Almarola, his first season with SHR, he got a win at Talladega and was in contention for multiple races that year. So with because of how the team is and what we've seen from the past with this caliber of a driver and what this four car is, I think the four is up there in arguing with what's the flagship car SHR. I want to win. I want to see him at least contending for a win.
3: Yeah, I look at Josh Berry and I, I consider him to be slightly overrated. And I think a large part of why is because he drives for Dale Earnhardt Jr. and he's had that endorsement this whole time. I think he's a smart race car driver. I think Tony Stewart uh, said it well. He said he's very mature um, today. He said in his press conference today, and I think that's accurate. I don't think you're going to see many dumb mistakes from Josh Berry, which is a good thing. But when it comes to just raw seed to your pants talent, like what we see from Kyle Larson, he can just make a car go faster than just about anybody else. I, I think it will take time for Josh Berry to get there. But that's why I'm happy Rodney Childers is sticking around because I I do think that'll make... That adjustment a little bit easier. So my expectation, I think expectations should be playoffs. I think anything short of playoffs, whether that's via a win or pointing his way in anything short of playoffs will be slightly disappointing. And I understand that he's technically a rookie, but he is also 33 years old. Like with a, a 20 year old, like William Byron, you can give him three, four, five years to finally hit his rhythm, find his groove and contend for, for deep playoff runs and championships. But with a guy like Josh Berry and the shoes he's now expected to fill I me, mean, just kind of comes with the territory he's getting a great opportunity expectations are high they don't have four years to waste on Josh Berry we can't wait till he's 37 38 years old to finally start you know contending regularly for wins he needs to be relevant right off the bat now will he be relevant maybe maybe not maybe I'm I think I'm a little higher on Rodney Childers than you are Jared I think Rodney's going to make a difference I think the four car will consistently be the best car at SHR next year I don't think Barry will necessarily be the best driver off the bat. Like I look at Briscoe, who's got a little more cup experience to perhaps take that step, but I, I think playoffs should be the goal and anything less of that will at least be a slight disappointment. I
2: think see the I'm way just, I see, it. I think I'm just scarred by a little bit by, you know, post Jimmy Chad canals. Cause I mean, I, we've seen how Byron has been since getting with Rudy mm-hmm. and I yeah. just, it, it, th- there's some pairings that are just magical and See. Rodney Childers and Kevin Harvick, I think are one of those pairings. I, that's, that's where my, my worry. I don't, I don't doubt that Rodney Childers will help him out immensely. And I do think they come from the similar mindset of, of, you know, just racers in general. Uh, I'm just, I don't, I, I want people to pump the brakes on thinking that Josh Berry is going to be like the second coming of Kevin Harvick for this team. I, I, See. I, I honestly think, He's been compared to this guy, and I, I think that it's valid. Uh, I honestly would be happy if he went down the Greg Biffle route. If it took three years to really become that big contender, but you see flashes of it, I'd be, I would be happy with that so far.
1: See, the way I see it is Storehouse Racing is going to be in for a long rebuild, I feel like, because, I mean, there's also rumors that, you know, the 10's going to be, you know, they're going to have a new driver. Um, Harrison Burton, maybe, Michael McDowell, perhaps. Who knows? Um, but I mean, to Eric's earlier point, I mean, he is 33 and he is going to be a rookie and stuff too. And I mean, I know he has all this, you know, late model experience and Xfinity um, experience and stuff, but as you know, I mean, the cup series is a different beast. Um, I do feel like he will make um, a very uh, few uh, rookie mistakes though. Um, but as far as like being like competitive, I feel like, if Josh Berry is like flirting with the, um, it, if he's flirting with um, playoff contention, then I would consider that a good season. Good first year for him.
3: Yeah, I, I think so. Like I'm saying, I think they go into it wanting to make the playoffs. If they end up like 18th, they miss out by a little bit and they, that's I'm, maybe, I'm cool with that. Yeah. They, they'll be like, okay, that was okay. You know, that's not the goal, but it was okay. Uh, but I agree with you guys that, you know, Josh Berry is not going to come in and save the day. Absolutely not. Like even long-term I like, I don't, I, like, like I think he's thirty-three. Josh, he's thirty-three years old. He's thirty yeah. or three, but even five years from now, I kind of hope Chase Briscoe's better than him, you know, because mm-hmm. Chase Briscoe's got a longer runway. He's been a Ford guy since the beginning, and uh, so I, I look at Briscoe as, or I'm sorry, Barry as you know, hopefully just you know, stopping the bleeding. Like you lose Harvick, this team is. I'm worried this team will be a C tier team next year. Hopefully, Barry can help keep them be a B tier team. Hopefully, Briscoe with his new crew chief can help them be a B tier team still, but. Yeah, That's all Barry is. He's not going to come in and keep that four car running top five. He's just there to stop the bleeding as much as possible.
1: Well, now when you say stop the bleeding, I mean, do you think like because of his age and his uh, current relevance that for now he's like a stopgap driver until they can find somebody young maybe or?
3: No, I think it's more just, you know, yeah, like again, especially if Almirola retires. You could be looking at a super young team next year. I know priest, I think is 30 something Barry's in his thirties, but you could have like a, a 20 and maybe they go with like McDowell to drive the 10 or something, all but right. you could have like a, young, you could have a Zane Smith at like 22 years old, wherever he is in the 10, you could have a 20 something year old chase Briscoe early thirties Priest and, and Barry, a lot of inexperience there. And that's a team that could all be just terrible. That could just be an awful team next year. I would
2: love Todd Gilliland too, well, by the way, just I, yeah. I, I, putting out a little reckless speculation. I, I, I like to try and keep an eye on people that leak stuff out, like whether it's on Reddit or whatever, and if it's actually right. So again, grain of salt with this, but it, we've heard this name at the track before. We've heard this name as room as in the rumor mill, um, and and they keep having people come out and say this guy is the lead contender to be in the ten. He's got sponsorship, and they're going to need it if Almirola retires. Harrison Burton with Dex going over to yeah. the ten car. I, I, don't, I would not rule that out because the twenty one, the, the twenty one is that that car that Ford just throws whoever the hell they need
4: to into that, it. That that car once once Blaney got away from it, it's just been downhill with that one. Paul Paul Menard almost won a, sh- a clash. That was about mm-hmm. the only thing.
1: And also, I feel like Harrison Burton's a lot better than um, people think. I feel like because he's young and um, because that team isn't as good, it's a bad combo. So, I feel like maybe a fresh start is just, exactly what he needs. But I, I, I would no rather it see is, it's going to be young. Yeah, I would rather uh, see Todd Gillan get the uh, um, opportunity in the ten or or go full time with a um a front row uh, motorsports.
3: Well, yeah. I want to mention uh, I don't know how to say his name. Bul- Bul- Bulgogi, Bulgogi seventy seven <laughs> in the uh, in the chat said uh, Tony Stewart pretty much shot that idea down today uh, when Tony well, Stewart got- said that he's. Oh come on. I oh, know,
1: here's the thing. Tony he's not Voss the only Haas owner, though. This, he's, yeah, he's not the only owner. Oh, and also, I just realized this. Where was Gene Haas? Um, he was at the announcement, or or, or no? I, he
3: wasn't at the. He wasn't on stage. Maybe he was lurking in the background. Oh, okay, okay,
1: okay. Just okay, okay. Because I I know like there's a history where like he's made decisions behind you know Tony swords back, and then you know vice versa and that sort of thing. So I didn't yeah. know it was, like.
3: Well, I just, you know, Tony, and I don't know that Harrison Burton fits this description, but Tony did say that he's not interested in putting kids with rich dads in his cars. uh, 18 year old
2: rich kids is what he said.
3: Well, Harrison's what? 19. No, no, I don't know.
2: He described Ty Gibbs is what I feel like he described. And I I think Uh, Ty uh, Gibbs deserves to be up in cup. I'm just saying that now.
3: Yeah, I agree. But I not, mean, it, yeah. it's
2: rich hearing that from Tony Stewart when Riley Herps is on the team and Cole yeah. Custer is on the team and when Eric Alvarado well, with yeah. Smithfield's on the team.
4: Yeah. Well, huh. with the with the Riley thing, you know, there's a reason he's not made it to the cup yet. So, yeah. Yeah. Hey, even he's, to, he's Tony has ten. some
3: standard. He's got a top um, 10,
4: though. <laughs> at least when, when Cole Custer was elevated, he had won like what nine races that season before? Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. I know. It'll be interesting. I, Going back to expectations, I just I think Stuart Haas Racing has bigger issues than just their driver lineup mm-hmm. right now, I think, from a leadership standpoint. And I went through this in my video this afternoon because I was diving into it. And it's hard to talk about crew chiefs because we don't know – we at least don't the know. Four of us. We don't know technical stuff. We don't know what I, what decisions they're making versus the team, what the manufacturer is struggling with versus them, the crew chief. Like, we don't know exactly. It's hard to judge their performance, but I look at the Stuart Haas crew chief lineup. I'm high on Rodney Childers. I think he's a Hall of Fame crew chief. No doubt. I think he's elite. I think he's great. Um, but beyond him, they just replaced Briscoe's crew chief. So clearly they didn't feel Johnny Klausmeier was getting the job done. And the other two crew chief slots are Drew Blickensdurfer as a Matt Kenseth fan, I saw the beginnings of boy. Blikensdurfer. Well, he d- we did win a Daytona 500 with him and then never won another race and missed the playoffs that year. And then he was out the very Wait. next season.
1: Didn't y'all win the first two though?
3: We won the first two, there missed the there playoffs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, But uh, but it was all downhill from there. He's won two races since then. Both were super speedways. And Grant, he's, he's He's crew chief for like Richard Petty Motorsports front row. Not the best teams. But point is, I'm not sure Blikensdurfer is necessarily an elite crew chief. And they brought Chad Johnston in this year to work with uh, – Work with Ryan Priest. You know, the last time Chad Johnston crew chiefed at stuart Haas, he went winless with Tony Stewart. And granted it was late in Tony Stewart's career. But you know, the next year, Tony won in 2016 with it, somebody else. So
2: wasn't he? Also I, I don't know. crew chief for Kyle Larson at yes for a little bit. Yes, yes, I can you Yep. So yes, I, I think I think what when you look at the crew chiefs because I think it is an interesting little tendril to kind of look yeah. down. What my question is then: Why is Stuart Haas Racing as a team? attracting lesser talent because in my opinion then you could start talking about that being kind of a culture problem because uh, I mean you see in all sports it teams with a good culture bring good people people want to be on that team Hendrick motorsports you, you see it all the time they poach people all the time uh, Gibbs they poach people and they you know sometimes are like vampires of Toyota and take over <laughs> full teams but Stuart Haas racing really hasn't done that since Right. right. The early 2010s. So, I it sounds like the way that Haas runs one part, Stewart runs the other. They've had disagreements about guys like Kyle Busch and Kurt Kyle Bush Larson, well. Kurt Busch. Um, it sounds like a mess, honestly. Mm-hmm. And maybe they, maybe again, they start performing better, winning will solve everything, and we'll talk about how good they are. But it really Thank- feels like a mess right now, over like Some- just overall.
4: Sometimes I think. Tony just needs to look at Mr. Haas and say, "Do you know where your team was before I come on board here?" Yeah,
2: hey, true <laughs> that. But also,
1: too, I mean, just performance-wise, I mean, where would you rank Storehouse Racing um, amongst the four teams? I would uh, rank them fourth, personally. Or
2: Penske, front row, RFK, and then, okay, and, and so those three would be ahead.
4: Yeah, Uh, I I, 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 guess I still I still got to have them above front row. Really? They're they're, they're, they're doing good. I I still don't. I still don't have them above front row. Kevin Harvick is above front row. (laughs) The rest of them are
2: way below. But
3: but Harvick is way ahead of front row. The other guys are just slightly behind front And Briscoe's better than front row. He just got that huge penalty. That's the reason he's behind. He's a generational talent.
2: Like if we take that out and then you take you get the penalty back, it's still. Are we really I, I, saying Ryan Priest is a worse driver than Michael McDowell? Because I like McDowell, but I think Priest is a better driver. We see Priest when he is in good equipment, he dominates. Yeah.
3: That's fair. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I'd, I'd, I'd say
4: I, I collectively the front
2: row. Yeah I, I, look, I,
3: okay. yeah, I think it's even. Sorry. Yeah, yeah,
1: but no, but front row. I mean, like, I I made the hot take last weekend or we were on last week that they could be championship contenders, uh, you know, um, at the end of oh. the uh 2020s, but but yeah, no, store man, this, like Jared said, feels like um, kind of a bad culture, but hey, you know, maybe bringing in Josh hey. Berry and uh, you know, um, a few uh, new personnel guys might help that. I'll say.
4: I like what Hunter Nixon fishing says. Kevin Harvick will need permanent back surgery from yeah. all the team carrying he's done, which, yeah. he's, which he did. He carried RCR in probably some of their worst days, and he's carrying SHR in some of their worst days.
2: Uh, yeah, Harvick has only been on an elite team for five or six years in his career because like, RCR was not an elite team. They were a good team when he was there, but I still I still hold that RCR its entirety has always been held up by Dale Earnhardt and Kevin Harvick. Uh, yeah. my, what I think about SHR is I actually think the 10 car is more important than the four car in signing because at, at this point, I think you knew that Stewart was going to take control of this one. If you're looking for the whole team to start shifting, because I do think that Chase Briscoe will be a much better driver and he's showing right now. Uh, I, you need to have that 10 car perform and have somebody good there. They've, they have struck out so many times on so many good drivers or screwed up. With good drivers on their own team, they need to get the number 10 car right. It can't be it can't be a rich kid, it can't be a pay driver, it's it's gotta be a good driver. It, it, if they gotta poach someone like Zane Smith from another team, they need somebody to be like another cornerstone on that team, the way that Chase Briscoe is meant to be right now.
4: Yeah, right, right now it's not like the 10 car has much legacy. Danica Patrick and Eric Amarola, whoa. <laughs> hey, hey, fifth in the points in twenty eighteen. Go Almirola. daddy and bacon. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, what
1: a what a combo! What an yeah, Amer- what a combo. That's an American Ma- make, combo.
4: <laughs> make a make a website with advertising. You're not sure what kind of company they are, and then you yeah. got bacon. Hey, if we but could I mean- mix
2: a bacon commercial with the old school GoDaddy commercials, that's, that's- <laughs> It wouldn't fly today, I'm, but you I'm, know I'm, what? It'd be great. I
4: mean, all GoDaddy'd have to do is just have Danica frying bacon in a bikini or something like that. You're, that's yeah. what you got back then. I, I, I
2: don't know. Danica now is—if uh, you've seen some of the highlights for—can't the oh. bacon. The, the oh.
1: CTE's acting up. The CTE. <laughs> She's looking up. for the chemicals in the water that turn the bacon to frogs. Hey, Eric, I don't know if you saw it. The CTE is definitely acting up now.
3: Come on. I'm not sure I've seen what you you all have seen. She she, she seemed good on the Indy 500 pre race show. I don't know. (laughs)
4: That's the last time I've seen it. Anyways, uh, what are your expectations for Josh Berry in 2024? Ran a poll on that. I'm going to go and end it. Looks like most of you guys said he's going to miss the playoffs, but be a top 24 driver. That's fair. 46% said that, but 31% thinks that he can be in the playoffs without a win. 19% says playoffs with a win, and I'm glad to say this. Only 3% say missed the playoffs, finishing 25 or worse.
3: On that note of culture, real quick, before we change subjects, I want to ask you guys, do you think it matters at all that yeah, the timing's interesting? 2021, they went from being a dominant team to Harvick was winless that year. That same year, Tony Stewart co-finds a new racing series. Tony Stewart runs off and starts a dra- uh, drag racing, an NHRA team. He starts running those races. He gets married. Gene Haas, we know he's also focused on Formula One. He's got big mm-hmm. businesses that make the big money. Do you worry that the two guys whose names are on the building aren't really focused on NASCAR or aren't giving it the attention it maybe deserves? Do you think that yes. matters? I've thought about, that's about that. I've
4: thought about yes. that, yeah. yeah. It, seems to some like, it seems like it's not the full focus anymore. And well, even to some extent. Ain't, ain't even nothing wrong with it. We all loved him in the booth, but Tony Stewart was in the booth a lot instead of being out there, you know, helping, you know, enough? seeing what's happening on the
2: team. Oh, and he also yeah. at the end of last year was like, "I'm fine with being at any other racing series in the world except one based in the Southeast yes. of America." Yeah, That's right. he yeah, did, he did threatened probably. to
3: boycott NASCAR. Last yeah, but fall. I mean,
2: I'm I, I'm not saying like, oh, like you know,
1: they're totally not focused. But I mean, to some extent, yeah. Some
3: extent, I just yeah. like I don't know how involved Tony and Gene Haas are in these in the day to day. But you know, like Brad buys into RFK, and it sounds like he's very involved. It, Maybe he turned. Brad,
4: Brad is well, he's reminding me of Tony when he first became an owner driver right now. Mm-hmm.
3: That's maybe a good point. And I think maybe it's Tony Stewart to an extent, Gene Haas have just lost some of that focus. And that's why RFK is on the rise and SHR could be why yeah. they're slipping. Just could it.
4: it didn't it didn't happen in this announcement. There were some people that was kind of hoping that we would also hear SHR would go to Chevrolet. <laughs> I, I think also maybe being a Ford hasn't been their, their biggest help in the last few years.
1: No, the yeah, funniest yeah, one that's true. The funniest one I saw today was,
4: oh, Kevin Harvick Alliance is going to come back
1: or
2: yeah, or incorporated or whatever. Yeah. See, I The way it looks from an outside perspective to me is Stewart has turned almost into a figurehead of his own team. And it seems like Gene Haas is making more of the decisions. I mean, if you look at the drivers that they bring on, Eric Amarola, who brings on money. Uh, then you got Cole Custer, who his I believe his dad is also a business associate of Gene Haas. You have Riley Herbst, whose family has money that is also associated in some ways with Gene Haas. And then you see, you know, whenever the factory of Ford or whoever is not wanting a driver or they don't want to put too much towards a driver, be too difficult. Again, Kyle Larson, Kyle Busch, they go that direction. And Tony throws a tantrum out in the media. So, you know, because he, he he talked about on, on Dale Jr. Download that, Him and, or was it his own podcast, I don't know, but him and his uh, now wife in 2020, they just like went off and did like a cross-country road trip for four or five months. Uh, That doesn't sound like somebody who is dealing with the intricacies, even if two of those months were under lockdown, doesn't sound like that someone who has his fingers in everything going on with his team the way that he used to be
1: he's not as hands-on yeah. I mean look at Brad Keselowski man I mean there's a reason that team turned around like and, almost
4: like and, look at Jeff Gordon and, now.
1: And, yeah Gordon too and, and
4: and I'm and I mean you know hey good on Tony I, he, he deserves he's at a different ha- point ha- in his he life he deserves to yeah. be happy and enjoying yeah. his life I I heard I'd heard a rumor that maybe him and his wife are no, gonna was, have a kid I don't know I guess it that just a weird rumor yeah it's just BS, be, but... BS but hey if it He's enjoying his life, you know. Do do, do whatever he, uh you know, whatever's gonna make him happy at this point.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's just at a different point in his life. I mean, he's just, you know, getting older, you know. I mean, yeah, there's people I that rely on yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. That too. So, I mean, that's
4: the thing is it's
3: just which he one you gotta, wanna
1: gotta, gotta choose, you know,
3: gotta choose. So, gotta, or at least make sure you have the right people in place to lead SHR. And I know Greg zipadelli has been there a long time. I, I I mean, I trust him in a lot of ways, but I can think of like Roush. Part of their downfall, I think, was they probably left Robbie Riser in a competition director role that didn't quite suit him longer mm. than they probably should have. Um, so you never know. You know what, just, you know what I realized? Right
1: I, I just realized. I mean, Greg Zippidelli has followed yeah. me on Twitter for like four years. I should just ask him. I should just ask. Just go ahead right now, do it right now. Yeah.
4: See if he wants to come on. <laughs> yeah. Drop so a just, Zoom link in the DMs. Just, 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 just DM say, hey, hey, why are you guys trash now?
2: <laughs> they, no, just send send the, the the guy with the stick meme, Greg. Do Greg, something, something, please. <laughs> please. Save it. Save this
1: team. Okay, um, we're
4: acting we're acting very professional. Hey, one thing that we had uh, on our list of things to talk about before we get off of the SHR and Josh Berry subject. Right now, that car has no sponsor. Uh, it's still believed that oh. Bush spear may be going towards Ross Chastain. Do we have any? You know, reckless speculations of who we think could maybe become his sponsor. One one idea that's uh, come to me is maybe the tire pros company could come over. But who's also coming out to me is Bass Pro Shops. They're with Junior Motorsports. They're with Josh Berry on that side. But they've also been a partner of SHR in the past because of Tony Stewart. And Johnny Morris seems to not be, he doesn't seem to be driver or team Loyal because he's with JGR, he's with RCR, he's with Junior Motorsports. Maybe he wants to come back over to SHR and be with Josh Berry. I say half the
1: races are funded, and then the other half are funded by Gene Haas or Ford Development, or Ford, yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm going a lot of Ford performance will be on that car. A lot Um, of Haas, too. It's just if they they have some they said that are interested, so that's like, it's hard to say which ones, but it's like, if it's still, you know... Granted, there's six months left in the year, but it seems like when we talked about the Kyle Bush thing, a lot of these sponsor deals, big or small, usually take a lot of time unless, you know, it's already been worked on for a while. So I, I do think there's going to be a lot of number four, Ford performance uh, ones and maybe like mobile one or somebody who's been with SHR for a while. Yeah.
3: I would say watch out for like Hunt Brothers pizza and such, because he's now a KHI client as well. Ugh. So I can see some of those Kevin Harvick sponsors also. Here's I had
4: gas station pizza. I had
1: that at uh, at the fairgrounds and I was not a fan. Not a fan.
3: <laughs> i never had you. it. I don't think. I don't think I've ever But Eric, Eric,
1: I have an idea for you. I mean, hey, what about, uh, you know, your your face on the Ford car? What, <laughs> what about that? You know? I don't have $100,000 know, you know what $1, $1, or whatever it costs. You know what I'm, I don't, I don't... I'm sure the chat would love that. Hey, chat, fund us. Fund it. <laughs> Fund
2: it. <laughs> Your
4: come super chats
2: will power Josh Berry to victory. There you go. Come,
4: come on, Eric. Don't you know you're an NASCAR YouTuber? You're rich.
1: Yeah, um... we're millionaires.
2: <laughs> Some people think. Okay, this. well, oh. this, 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 we're getting too too much uh, craziness here but we're,
4: we're, we're crossing over the uh, the third wall a little too much See, here. well, that's what happens
1: when you have a bye week, NASCAR. So that's what happens.
3: Yeah, NASCAR, get rid of all off weekends, yeah. you lazy
2: bums. We have a bye yeah. week. We have, we talked about the four. We're talking hey, about funding cars. And hell, even Joe Gibbs is doing different stuff now.
1: I, I'll i just say mm-hmm. this. You know, I don't know. With the way some uh, industry people have been acting all <laughs> week, hey, might need to get rid of the bye week, it sounds like.
2: <laughs> might need to get rid of it. I don't know. I heard YouTubers were the problem. <laughs> mm. What'd you uh, say about
3: Joe Gibbs, Jared? What's Joe Gibbs doing over there? He's doing some crazy
2: stuff, man. He's selling a minority stake in his team.
3: He just yeah. no, he just bought a minority stake in the Philadelphia seventy six. Oh, what hey, get him about? out, get him out the second round, Joe Gibbs, get him out the second <laughs> round, get him out the second round.
2: I don't know Show his last stint <laughs> in sticking ball sports didn't exactly go too well when he was the Washington coach again. Yeah, but well, mm-hmm. he it, made the playoffs a couple of times. But yeah, hang you know, the banner. Ball
4: to me all this information that's been coming out with, with joe here lately is it it really seems like he's trying to set up the gibbs family really well and uh, moving forward he's making a few acquisitions yeah. that's going to set them up nicely and i got a, a some
1: a couple of things to say on that so joe gibbs is is um i believe 82 years old correct he has unfortunately lost both of his sons um or two of his sons excuse me um and yeah i mean just like danny said i mean like this is just you know putting the proper steps in place and um also um i had also seen that um um, um Coy gibbs um um his widow is also taking a higher role in the uh, personnel department and stuff too so you know he's at that old age and stuff you know just you know got a plan for the um um inevitable basically if you you um, know what i mean
4: the, the the hard reality is we're seeing this with lots of yeah. lots of teams we know Roger. We're getting up Pen- there in age, yeah. Roger Penske has a huge group behind him at this point that we know is uh, Tim Hendrick, Austin's dad. He's a big part of that. There's lots of people involved with Penske. They're going to be able to take it over, sadly, when that day comes. Uh, Jeff Gordon stepped up in a huge way of Hendrick Motorsports for – Sadly, when that day comes, now it's well, the, yeah, the they second... can
2: retire before they die. Like let's not say okay, that. Okay, like, okay, okay, okay. We're being I morbid.
4: Say, I, here, I, guys. I, I, I say when that day comes, but that could mean retirement or the worst. So man. yeah, yeah,
2: God. Man. Yeah, I'm, I'm
4: not. I'm not meaning for it to. Hey, up look, up. I was I'm excited I'm...
2: about tonight, but man, you're I mean, the mood hey, down. Look,
1: I'm just being honest, Matt, because like, it's, look, I mean, like these cup owners reality they're old bro like i mean there's sam smith in the um or no um Sam in the um in the xfinity series he's um he's uh 30 years old he's like one of the youngest owners and stuff yeah
4: these cup owners are old tony stewart you're old yeah so like
1: (laughs) hey there's a you know new generation on the on the up and up i guess but but yeah but no i I, think this makes
3: sense this makes sense though for Joe Gibbs from a couple different perspectives. There's obviously that perspective of, you know, like he still owns the majority of the team. It's still a family owned mm-hmm. team. It's still going to be uh, you know, it's called Joe Gibbs racing. Uh, you know, that that plan is still in place potentially. Um, but now this, you know, this does bring in another group. This brings in some other investors, some more cash potentially like this, this gives Joe Gibbs more options as he nears his retirement or however he goes about, you know, you know, passing his team along. Um, But bigger than that, you know, Joe Gibbs, when you compare him to the other major team owners like Roger Penske and Rick Hendrick and um, Gene Haas, for that matter, uh, Joe Gibbs doesn't have another major business helping fund his racing team. Like for Joe Gibbs right now, the race team is his major business. And with Rick Hendrick, we see this with like HendrickCars.com or Ally. Uh, He's able to utilize his real world businesses to you know, negotiate some B2B business-to-business deals with sponsorship to help get some good deals for his race team. Roger Penske, Penske does the Penske exact Trump same hurdles. thing. Exactly. Penske does the same thing with basically all their sponsors, it feels like. Um, Joe Gibbs has never had that luxury, but now bringing in the, uh what's it called? The Harris Blitzer Sports and Entertainment Group who, you know, they have their fingers potentially on the Washington Commanders soon. uh, Philadelphia 76ers, I think the New Jersey Devils, uh, I think a soccer team or two. Like they've got their fingers in all sorts of different pies now that opens joe gibbs's business opportunities up a little bit he's got more uh, basically what this ultimately does both from a succession plan point of view and also just finding sponsorship point of view is it it broadens joe gibbs's options It, it opens up additional doors which i i think is good i think it's smart it it catches him up in some ways with the other super team owners in the cup series
2: yeah you want to hear something crazy about this whole deal and why it's such a big deal too just outside um, pro football focus actually has an article about Joe Gibbs racing being sold like their, their stake being sold oh. to, to Harris Blitzer and how it ties in to business with the NFL. So it, it will probably have ripples. I wouldn't be surprised if you have different NASCAR things at Washington games. Now, like I would not Ooh. be
3: surprised at all. Someone in the and, comments and, and, of my video the other day noted that, uh, you know, FedEx is expected to re-sign with Hamlin and Joe Gibbs Racing. Uh, don't the Washington Commanders play at like FedEx Field or something? Yes. Isn't it the yes. name of it? So I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but there's a potential tie, in that I'm sure FedEx is happy with.
2: They they, yeah. they just need to fix point? the
4: sewage at that stadium. Yeah, I heard it's not a
3: great stadium, unfortunately, it's, but it's <laughs> it's one of the worst. It's better than Soldier Field.
4: They just pay for a shiny logo. They don't. They don't pay for that part. So
3: (laughs) yeah. Uh,
4: But 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 on that subject, you know, uh, I don't know where it's going with that.
2: Well, I I think Uh, with it is is you still have that brand of Joe Gibbs Racing there. You're still going to have, you know, it seems like everything in place. It might bring more sponsorship in because there's people with new age ideas coming into the sport.
4: Now I remember where I was going with that. So now. So RFK racing is now RFK because of Kozlowski. Well, originally that was Roush racing. Then he joined with the Fenway group, and that's similar to Roush Fenway come into it. So in the way it's kind of similar, only in this case they're not gonna say, hey, we need to add in the blitzer name into this. It's gonna still say Joe Gibbs Racing. yeah
1: J-G-B-R. J-G- uh. That's Joe so Gibbs uh, Blitzer I, I,
4: I Racing. Would, I would uh. probably I would probably call it just Gibbs Blitzer.
2: Uh GBR.
4: Just, yeah. Sounds like yeah, a bad name. Get, get out of here, Gaunt Brothers Racing. <laughs> <laughs>
2: but no, I I'm honestly interested how this will go because there it does seem like they have the plan of keeping the Gibbs family involved, I uh, you know, and it's probably making the best out of the terrible situation that that family yeah. has had. Uh, but I I am honestly the person I would want to know what they think about this because of the sponsorship that could be added in for this. I would love to know what Kyle Bush thinks. Like, man, if this was <laughs> one a year, year too earlier, damn, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, just by hey, you know,
1: at least doing his thing at you RCR. Know, but... You
4: know what? I don't think he cares because he, he yeah. signed it. He signed a deal that set up his son. That's what he wanted. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. He did. He did. But
4: he yeah. wanted. He wanted to be dad of the year, and he, he did it with Speaking that.
3: Speaking of rich dads buying their <laughs> rides, yeah, I was of that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. What the heck? Hey, hey, that's you who talking about. years old. Hey, <laughs> look, 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 look,
4: let's be real. When when Brexton gets to that point, uh, he's gonna be like Ty Gibbs. I feel like
1: Tony Stewart was beeping with the eight year
4: olds.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: like yeah, you see
2: these eight year olds coming up. I. I would love to see Rexton Bush mouth off to Tony Stewart just because I feel like Tony would look at him dumbfounded. Like I would I would I just, just wanna see that.
3: if Keelan Harvick ever goes the NASCAR route and he's ready for a cup ride, Tony Stewart's like, nope. Nope, <laughs> <laughs> nope, nope. I'll uh, play favorites here. No
4: rich kid with a yeah. famous dad's gonna We're buy one of my seats.
3: favorites.
4: <laughs> I'm just having a, a short realization here. That kid's eight years old. By the time he could be a NASCAR driver, he gotta be eighteen minimum. Yeah. I w- by the time i would be interviewing him like in the sense we do this stuff i would be 37 years old oh my yeah, gosh we'll be up be there i'm gonna be old when that comes we'll that's be up that there
3: that, yeah
2: that,
4: that, 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 that's old <laughs>
3: that's old for an NBA player, I guess. I don't know. A professional athlete. That's
4: old. That's old for a YouTuber. That's what it is. Old that's for. Good, That is true. It's
2: gonna be. We'll be older than wait, we are now. Wait, 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 Danny. <laughs> for, didn't you just talk about a YouTuber? That's an old dude with a beard.
4: Didn't say it was always a bad thing. That's what <laughs> that sort of makes him special. <laughs> Oh gosh, sorry, I just got scared. My, my phone's going off about something, some kind of storms in the area or something. Hey, like you know
1: what? I heard a lot of thunder yesterday, but I haven't heard the air. round on the NASCAR
2: weekly podcast. Jared, what do we have on tap for tonight? So uh, the, the first thing is that TRD expects Truex to be back next year, which is mean very with all optimistic. We all
4: pressure him at National Super Speedway again, because that's where yeah. we found out last year. You're going to retire?
2: <laughs> uh all manufacturers will represent as the official pace car at different points of the Chicago street race according to Jayski. So, okay. Well, I I wonder will um is it Brett Bodine that's the pace car driver? Is he going to like get out of each pace car and go to a different one or like how's that going to work? Pro-
4: Probably, right?
2: Cuz he's the official pace car guy, right? I mean, I mean they, they could have a, a two more additional ones for this one. Well, yeah, and, maybe. and Jack Daniels will be an official sponsor, which I have a feeling a lot of NASCAR fans will need. It's at Jack Daniels and Coke. Yeah, that's, ooh. I had that last ooh. night. It was, uh, it was fun. fun I, I feel
4: like there's, like there's got to be a driver who runs a scheme uh, dedicated to that.
2: Uh, well, also looking at some of the announcements that may be coming, Trackhouse and Chastain still are the favorites to keep, or at least land Anheuser-Busch. Uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how that ends out. Uh, this one came out. There's not much information on it, but we can mention it nascar is looking one of the countries they highlighted to expand to is india and mm. i saw a statistic that if they get a 0. 0.02 rating on indian tv for a uh, exhibition or anything they would get three <laughs> times the audience of the daytona mm-hmm.
4: 500
2: There's so many people yeah, yeah it's such There's a, a, a huge lot of country, country. yeah yeah,
4: yeah. And so, I, see see when wwe found out that they made uh an indian a heritage wrestler to champion we gotta find we gotta find some way to get an indian nascar driver well i actually have a
2: friend who like his family came over from india and when he went he told me he went over to visit like 10 years ago or so he was saying how it was just wild like being on one of those streets and how packed everything is Mm. Uh, i'll tell you guys a bit of the stories i don't want to get demonetized but he was telling me stories about being over there and it is like just it sounds just fun to witness
4: Everyone who watches my channel or know me on Twitter, you guys know this. I love trains. I'm I would I would be so interested to see how one of those trains works and apparently a lot of people just get on to them.
2: Real quick, uh, I got a text from uh, somebody I know that's gonna be working the Chicago race that weekend. So each pace car will have a dedicated driver that stays in the car the whole weekend. Okay. Uh, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh let's see. Justin Marks will run the number 10 colleague in the xfinity race at chicago as well mm-hmm. um there is a new console game coming out soon uh for nascar called nascar arcade rush it will release later this year for you know different playstations xboxes uh, the switch and also on pc and well i can just tell you it looks like it works so it's already better than ignition <laughs> yeah yep, Already. What I,
4: what I saw of it reminded me a little bit of like the Rocket League NASCAR experience, but in a mm. racing form.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get that on PC. I'm going to you know, play with y'all and see what it's like. And then the two, two more things here. Another gaming one is uh, the new NASCAR Heat 5 DLC for 2022 is out a year and a half late. And David Reagan is selling his 1960 Ford Fairlane Andy Griffith Mayberry Sheriff car. For a measly price of twenty eight
4: thousand dollars, I feel like for that to be such a you know unique car, the Andy Griffith car, I feel like that's a low price for something like that.
2: Really? Yeah, yeah. And it's um, like, like
4: it just needs it going.
2: And that's it. That's the lightning round, man. We are,
1: uh, and that'll do it for this edition of the famous lightning round on the NASCAR Weekly podcast. And now back to the show.
4: So speaking of David Reagan. He is not going to find himself on this week's list of the top 75 drivers.
1: (laughs) Nice segue. Sadly. Where is he? Where is he? Like, is he even top 200? He
4: won a race. Yeah. He won two races.
2: races, So, yeah. He he won a few.
4: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. There's been
2: been 200. There's been a little over 200 winners, I think, in NASCAR's Cup Series. So, he should be in the top top 200. Yeah. Top 200. Yeah. There you go.
4: But we can start off with number 50, part of the uh, Allison family of racing. We have Donnie Allison, of course, known for being part of the big fight in 1979, but more than just a fight. He had 10 wins over the course of his NASCAR Cup Series career, including the 1970 World 600. But he never did run a full season in NASCAR.
1: But for not running a full season, I mean, like just like the other guys we had, I mean, like, I mean, to do that during, you know, the, you know, 60s and 70s, you know, and to, you know, and to be that good consistently um, whenever um, he did run just shows how talented he was.
4: Well, I'm a little confused. We have Darian 56. Mm-hmm. Most of us was in the low 50s and some in the high 60s. How the heck does that equal 50?
2: Well, the, the uh, average doesn't. It, it, the average doesn't have to equal it as long as it was in that range too. And plus, some also had one or two people not have them on the list that would have also ranked higher on other people's lists. Yeah, well, the it's whole formula. It's a whole formula. I guess it, it makes ahead. sense. He has all this is?
1: stuff written down in his notebook, so like it's too the, much for the, me to the read. The so.
2: math ain't mapping
4: on this one to me. But
2: well, I mean, the ne- like the next one also doesn't average forty nine, but we still have them in forty nine because of the variation yeah. too yeah, yeah that's, a lot the of that's, average yeah. does uh, if we did that we wouldn't have a number one or two pick because the top average has a three average and uh, uh, yeah yeah yeah
1: there's a whole lot of factors that factor into that but donnie allison though i mean like yeah i had him the highest though for you know um for um uh, the, the reasons i just said so well, yeah um, i just I just wish um i wish you won more uh
2: more crown jewel races but you know it's still 10 wins well, I feel bad. like people forget that he was the one in '79 who was running for the win. Everyone thinks it's Bobby mm-hmm. yeah. Allison. No, mm-hmm. it's Donnie Allison. No, Bobby just stopped and you know just to check on his brother, and then they started joined in. Yeah, just joined <laughs> in. I guess. Yeah. Oh,
4: you're Oh, you're fine. Let me hop in on that. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Instantly. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I definitely a guy I think is fitting. If not top fifty, still around that range though. Yep, yeah,
3: definitely no- top seventy-five in my opinion. But
4: which, yep. which I, which I got I to think about this. Now we're hitting into you know a, a key number here, top fifty drivers, because you know originally it was the fifty greatest drivers, so now we have him yeah. as our fifty greatest drivers in the Cup Series. So. Yep, and the
1: the second member of the Alabama gang to be on this list so far.
4: Now after Donnie Allison is a. Former NASCAR Cup Series champion, the 1992 champion to be exact, Alan Kulwicki. Thunderbird. Mm -hmm. Yep. Known for the Hooters Thunderbird. Five wins over the course of his really too short NASCAR career. The 1986 Rookie of the Year. And in terms of non-NASCAR accolades, I think it's worth noting that he is the 1981 Slingers National Winner. But Alan Quicky, definitely a career cut, very much too short. Um, I I had him at fiftieth. The chat had him forty six, really close to where he's landed. Eric, very very high, thinking of him, had, put him thirty first. Jarrett and Darren had him in their top sixties.
1: Yeah, um, I, mean, I said Thunderbird. I meant Underbird. The Underbird. I mean, he was a true. He was a true underdog man. The nineteen ninety two champion. Nobody had him pegged to win the championship that year, but I mean, he always, you know, held his own. I mean, five career wins, but he was, um, he was extremely consistent, consistent enough to win the 1992 Winter Cup Series championship. It just sucks. He, um, really didn't, um, didn't uh, get to enjoy it, you know, too long afterwards, unfortunately. Tragically passed
2: away in the plane crash in 93, but, you know, overall, an amazing career. People, I think, forget too that. He had a huge comeback. Now, granted, a lot of it was Davey Allison and Bill Elliott collapsing mm-hmm. at the end of the season. But with six races remaining, he was 278 points out of the lead. And he thought he was done, too. And the documentary, like, his crew was like, yeah, I think
1: we're done. But his crew, I mean, they were, they were just like, no, 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 we're still in this. We're still in this. They pulled it together um, in that six-rate stretch. And, I mean, we're still talking about that, you know, um, excuse me. We're, um, we're still talking about that 1992 championship. As like one of the greatest, you know, championship races seasons, you know, still in twenty twenty three.
2: Well, it was used as justification uh, initially for the first iteration of the chase.
4: Hmm. And there's something interesting too. I don't know if a lot of people notice. I found it out when I was doing my research on Junior Johnson's racing team for one of the rise and fall videos. Uh, Alan Kawicki actually had Maxwell House Coffee secured for, uh, for the sponsorship. When he was going to go start his own team, but Junior Johnson wanted him to come race for him so bad because he saw the talent that Allen had. And when he told him no, Junior Johnson went behind Allen's back and actually went and stole that sponsorship away for his own team. Well,
1: I think because uh, Quik- jun- Quik- ju-
4: junior, <laughs> jun- junior didn't want to be uh, he didn't want to be told no, and ultimately, uh, well, Allen quickly ended up beating Junior's team. Mm-hmm. Got the last laugh in the end.
3: I want to chime in here because I have Kulwicki way higher than everybody else uh, in this Zoom call at the moment. And I saw the chat was pointing that out. And I'll admit, first and foremost, I'm slightly biased because as a lifelong Matt Kenseth fan, Alan Kulwicki, I think for many, was seen as one of those early benchmarks of you know the great Wisconsin short track racing culture. He kind of helped in many ways put that on the map. And uh, obviously, you've already hit on it—that underdog championship in 1992. Someone in the chat just mentioned, yeah, Slap Shoes. Our friend has a great video highlighting how you know Kawicki wins as an owner driver, caused a lot of other great drivers to think they could do it too, and nobody did. <laughs> nobody could do it the same way Alan Kalwicki did. And uh, you know, maybe I have him a little high because I'm biased. I do value winning that championship, and of course, that 1992 race—you uh, know—the impact of that race is still talked about, felt today. Um, but I guess I'm also a prisoner of Kind of the idea of like the the unfulfilled potential. Obviously, his career, uh life, everything was tragically cut short. So I'm left sitting here thinking about maybe what could have been, what more he could have done. Um, but even what he did and the amount of time he had to do it, uh, I I think you know, I my list is largely based on who had the greatest impact, who won the biggest events, the greatest accomplishments. And I think for that reason, Kalwicki, maybe 31's a little high. I'll give myself that. But top 40, uh, I I give Alan Kalwicki a nod. He also popularized the uh, or maybe he invented. I know he popularized invented. the Polish victory lap yeah. that oh, yeah, uh, drivers right, yeah. still utilized today.
1: That's right. Um uh, what if scenario I've always thought about is what if you know Matt Kenseth drove for Alan Kowicki instead of uh you know Rouse Racing? you know? That'd be cool. I don't I, know. Cool see, so. I
2: always questioned would Kowicki have adapted because Kowicki always wanted to do it oh, his true. way. Yeah, true. That, yeah. Those, other tri- those other those yeah. other drivers proved that going as a single car driver owner would not work he might have just been a one and done like that that's the mystery of
4: ko and, and to be fair he was doing good with Ford when they had the the Thunderbird when as the years go on they get away from Thunderbird they go to Ford Taurus who knows if he would have been able to still find that same success over the years
2: i I I yeah would have been able to keep pace with roush because roush was the only team really in the late 90s that could keep up with mm-hmm. the ever in Ham yeah there,
4: there was there was a reason that penske got away from ford because they knew they couldn't keep up the roush engines
1: yeah but you know what even though those are you know what if scenarios one thing that isn't in question alan kawicki being one of the greatest drivers ever
4: indeed Moving on from Alan Kowicki at number 48, we do not have the driver to 48, Jimmy Johnson. We have (laughs) Speedy Thompson at number 48, the 1957 winner of the Southern 500. He had 20 wins over the course of his NASCAR Cup Series career, and he's one of the pioneer drivers of his career spanning from 1950 until 1971. A very long, ultimately, for one of the pioneer drivers, lasting 21 years over his NASCAR career.
1: Yeah, I have 20, 20 wins yeah. and twenty one. I mean, yeah, not bad, not bad. Southern Five Hundred winner and also a uh, awesome name, Speedy
3: Speedy yeah. Thompson. I mean, yeah, I,
4: you don't get much better than that. Yeah,
3: yeah, and that longevity as well. Uh, I think I looked it up. He made less than I think two hundred starts officially, but to win twenty races, that ratio is great. But to to race for over a, a decade, like to to make your start in the fifties and still be racing in the in the sixties and and on, and, and I think back in those days that probably felt kind of uncommon. I think for a lot of drivers feels like we've talked on this list about a lot of great drivers who had five years and then a horrible crash, you know, did something, ended their career earlier, you know, so. uh,
2: The thing is, is that Thompson, you know, while he did not race uh, in 72 before he had uh, passed away, he could have raced longer. So he, when he, when he died, mm -hmm. he was 45. Um, He had a heart attack in a racing crash, uh, at least is what I've seen. Uh, uh, as the cause of his death, he could have huh. probably raced now, and this wasn't a NASCAR, but he probably could have raced a NASCAR another five, mm. ten years, knowing how drivers race in their 50s back then. Uh, so he's he is another one that I think could have definitely been higher on the list, had because I, I, yeah, it was during a late model race at uh Metrolina, Uh, um, but looking at his career, I mean, just Sporadic starts, and and you look at how many times in those starts he still was top twenty, top ten, top five, getting wins, uh, and he was he was a short track ace. I see he won at Concord, Hickory, uh, did get a win at Charlotte. Uh, I don't know if it was a six. I don't think it was a six hundred. Might have been. Um, but yeah, I and plus just again the awesome name, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah
1: for sure. But yeah, Speedy
2: Thompson, yeah
1: number forty eight seems like the right place to be.
4: Yeah. So moving on from Speedy Thompson, another fun name is number 47, Fonty Flock. 19 wins over the course of Flock's career. He's a 1952 Southern 500 winner, and he finished second in the points in 1951 with his first win also coming at Langhorne Speedway over in his NASCAR Cup Series career. that
1: was a crazy speedway
3: if i'm not mistaken he i believe fonty flock he was in that first official nascar race their inaugural season race one he he was around and the flock family of course was a well-known moonshine family or well known for running moonshine uh so they were like the textbook. when you think like nascar's roots i feel like you have to think about the flock family and fonty fits right in winning uh how many wins you say 19 i think um i mean he was legit he was a great driver on real back roads and racetrack roads. I mean, I think so.
2: Yeah. So looking at his, he was in that first NASCAR season and he finished second in that first race. Uh, wow, wow, interesting. Wow. Nice. I can't remember who he finished second to. I want to say it was Jim Roper. That's who won the first. Oh, race. okay. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he, he finished second in that race you want guys you want to hear something crazy how much what? money do you think he won in that first race twenty dollars oh okay. gosh Finish second 50 year.
3: cents <laughs>
0: come
2: on guys Give them all right all right a right. hundred a hundred dollars any any other guesses uh,
3: three hundred dollars some new boots
2: a thousand dollars so we have paid people uh, to for winning in iRacing racing for us more than fanny flock one in his damn. first and the first ever NASCAR race, the winner got <laughs> yeah, two thousand dollars.
1: Wow. Okay, damn, damn,
2: it is. It's just amazing the different world. But mm-hmm. it, but without drivers like him, we don't have.
4: How much could you build a car for back then?
2: I mean, the, the gas was well under a dollar, so mm-hmm. it, I would assume that would but, probably cover a lot of it.
4: The the parts to build it still not cost a lot?
2: I think a lot of stuff was cheaper back then. Yeah. But I, just...
4: I, I, I guess also back then, he really just went to a dealership, got a car, and he made a few adjustments to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: I, I
1: had him like the highest out of us. I had him 38th just because of Eric's earlier point. Just like, I mean, we think of NASCAR's roots. You think of like, you know, of, um of, um the flock family instantly, you know, it's like without them, like, you know, there isn't a NASCAR. So thank you. I'm
2: surprised me and the Chad actually had him lowest of a 52nd. Hmm. Hey, Eric, was right on the, on. Eric was right on the dot and Danny yeah. was one spot off. So you guys were like the closest to getting what it would end up being.
4: Yeah, definitely. Um, moving on from Fonti at number 47, we have a guy who honestly, it's a shock that he even got to make it to be this good Because in 1961, he was banned for life by NASCAR, (laughs) a ban that only lasted four years. Curtis Turner, 17 wins over the course of his NASCAR Cup Series career, including the 1956 Southern 500. He also won the very first race held at Rockingham Speedway. And in most people's eyes, he was the first true NASCAR superstar. And we have proof of that. (laughs) He was also the first NASCAR driver to be on the cover of Sports Illustrated.
2: Yeah. And uh, speaking of that, for those listening and then those watching who can see it, uh, this is the cover. This is the first NASCAR driver on the cover of Sports Illustrated. He was superstar known as a partier, uh, and this Sports Illustrated came out on February 26, 1968 for 40 cents. That's how much you could buy it back then, uh, but... I put him way higher than everybody. I personally think that he is one of the most underrated drivers in NASCAR history. Uh, When he would race, he would always, he would always be going up front for wins. He, like, like we said, he was the, the first real superstar. He was Tim Richmond before Tim Richmond was there. Uh, This, this magazine has an article about him that they would party like all week long. And the only time he stopped was to go race hungover over. And then come back and party some more for the rest of the week. There would be <laughs> tracks would announce he was racing and sell out. And if he didn't show up that almost the entire grandstand would empty out because he wasn't racing there. Yeah. And
1: that's, maybe, an, that's insane.
2: And Jared just showed proof that eh? yeah, he was truly the first superstar because
1: he was the first driver or NASCAR driver to be on the, uh, the cover of Sports Illustrated. Just NASCAR, first okay. NASCAR
2: driver, I believe.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, no, that's historic. Uh, and yeah, he when, was, um, he was a major draw back in those days.
3: Yeah. When I was in uh, North Carolina a couple months ago, I stopped by the North Carolina auto racing hall of fame right there in Mooresville. So here in North Carolina, you know what I'm talking about? And they have on display, uh, I believe it's his, uh, Southern 500 winning car from 1956, the Ford purple hog. And it looks So cool. Uh, I'm sure it's been like touched up, if not completely restored. I don't know, but it looks so cool. So I recommend if you're in the Charlotte area to go check that out.
2: Um, For sure. I got, I want to say he was also in the lumber business. And this isn't, you know, this is kind of stuff outside, but, you know, I'm a big Curtis Turner fan. Um, But I can't remember what the name of the satellite was, but he was actually involved in making one of the satellites that the Kennedy administration sent up into space whoa Uh, they're like in the design phase he also was the co-founder of charlotte motor speedway Uh, without curtis turner nascar does not form into what it is today and i I feel like he's been overlooked way too much and i will die on that hill
1: yeah i mean the charlotte is the central hub of racing now because you know
2: because largely because of him. wow now he did kind of get screwed over in that but we'll we'll Oh, I didn't know that. that. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it wasn't anything of his own doing, really. It was um, more the uh, SMI side. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, say less,
1: say less. But no, nah, he's forty-six on our list. One yep. of the greats, the
4: that first wraps, ever superstar. That wraps up drivers 50, free 46. Donnie Allison, Alan Kowicki Speedy Thompson, Fonty Flock, and Curtis Turner rounds out uh, all we've got for this week's and rendition of our top 75
3: drivers i see Moving. jupiter rain in the chat says where's kyle larson is he in the top 20 <laughs> you'll have to wait and find out he might You're be on this list. list i we are am.
4: not there yet
3: i
2: yeah. will say i will i, I won't say any names uh, but i did finish all the graphics for it so i know you know everyone that's set out and ready to go um you'll definitely there's a few people on next week's list that have raced when a lot of our viewers have watched Yes, Yes. Yes. more more recent drivers. More recent or at least I would say Gibbs. Oh, totally,
1: totally.
3: (laughs) I didn't say that. Somebody else said that.
4: Oh, gosh, sorry. I I, I just got distracted and I got to I got to call this out. Friend of the podcast, Elijah Burke. He just got engaged today. Congratulations to him and Carlene. Carlene also runs the Lionel Racing social media accounts and claudia just showed me how he proposed he rigged up a brad keselowski die cast and put the ring in where the where the engine is and and acted like something was wrong with the die cast turns it around and that opens it up ring inside a die cast that oh, is so awesome. that is so appropriate he works for rfk she does the lionel racing stuff that's awesome that's cool that,
3: that's, wow. awesome. that's great. I love that's, that. one, that's
4: one of the best uh, engagement stories i've seen in a while yeah, that's, cool. that's clever yeah,
1: yeah. now congrats man but that's
4: congrats awesome. to uh, elijah and carlaine um i'll probably i'll probably definitely have to say congrats to him in person by seeing oh this yeah speaking sure. speaking of this weekend national super speedway the four of us we will be there mm-hmm. some weekend notes for national super speedway one, Noah Gregson has been cleared of all of his concussion protocols and will return to a 42 car this weekend. Another note, Carl Edwards is set to make an appearance this weekend. He is, I believe, the winningest driver in National Super Speedway history with, mm-hmm. I think, like three wins in the Xfinity Series. I don't remember if he ever won in the Truck Series, but at least three wins in the Xfinity Series. So I think that puts him as the winningest driver at Nashville Super oh. Speedway. So they, that's why they're honoring him.
2: They helped give him the moniker of uh, concrete Carl. It concrete
4: was- Carl. It added into it. So definitely uh, he got a few wins at Bristol too and Dover. So definitely really good on the concrete tracks. Um, speaking of this race, the cup series race is the ally 400. This is a one and one third mile track. So this is going to be a 300 lap event uh, stages, we have 90 laps, 95 laps, 115 laps. Start time is at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, 6 o'clock p.m. local time here in Nashville when it'll be taken. when we'll be starting. Uh, coverage, not on Fox anymore. We are on NBC, and radio coverage will be on the Performance Racing Network, PRN. They have all the SMI tracks, so they will be having the radio broadcast this weekend. Weather this weekend. Uh, Right now, we have a high of 89 degrees, pleasant conditions of clouds and sun. 25% chance of rain is what Jared has here. But me being a local, I have more access to local weather around here. I'm a little worried because right now, my app is saying for Sunday, a 35% chance of a.m. showers. But the thing I'm more worried about where this race starts in the evening it's saying for the evening, scattered thunderstorms during the evening, becoming more widespread overnight. Storms may contain strong, gusty winds. Looking about a seventy percent chance of rain Sunday night, with AM thunderstorms expected for Monday. So we could very well see storms starting and impact this race going into the evening.
1: You know, I've never personally covered a a Monday
4: race, so that'd be interesting. I will not be covering a Monday race. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, the Xfinity Series race is the Tennessee Lottery 250. This is a 188-lap race. Stages are 45 laps, 45 laps, and then 98 laps in Stage 3. This race is set to start at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 2.30 p.m. Local Time, with this race being on, get ready for this one, the USA Network, with radio coverage on the Performance Racing Network. And for Saturday, Weather is looking great for Saturday. We have a high of 90 degrees, partly cloudy, and only an 8% chance of rain. The Defending winner of this race is Justin Allgaier. And then for the Truck Series race, it is the Rackley Roofing 200. This is a 150-lap race. Your stages are 45 laps, 50 laps, and 55 laps for Stage 3. The start time for this one, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, 7 o'clock p.m. Local Time, with coverage on FS1 and radio coverage on MRN. And the weather for Friday is a high of 81 with scattered showers predicted that day, 40% chance of rain. We'll see what ends up happening on Friday. Defending winner of this race two times is Ryan Priest. Ryan Priest will not be in the Truck Series race this year, though. He would have been an automatic
1: victory if he was.
4: I would have had him for sure. Yeah. Uh, So, so chat, don't accidentally pick him. Uh, Darian, who's who's Vegas saying is to be uh, favored this weekend at Nashville? Well, you know,
1: I feel like Vegas hasn't really been paying attention to the season much because they got Kyle Larson at plus 550. I mean, he's a favorite, but I mean, checkers were records this year. You know what I mean? I mean, we're almost halfway, so figured he'd be lower, but nope. And then we have Martin Truex Jr. and Kyle Busch, both at plus uh, 750 apiece. And then at plus, um, excuse me, at plus 850 apiece, we have um, William, uh, William Byron and Denny Hamlin. As for the best of the rest, also at plus 850 is Chase Elliott. And then Ryan Blaney at plus 900. Ross Chastain at plus 1,100. Christopher Bell at plus 1,300. And Tyler Eck at plus 1,600. As for the famous underdog segment, Alex Bowman. Danny, your boy, Alex Bowman, is plus 3,000. Uh, Brad Keselowski, plus 4,500. Ty Gibbs, plus 5,000. Chris um, um, Chris Buescher, plus 8,000. And nope, I kid you not. This is not a joke. They have Todd Gilliland at plus plus. 100,000. So, if you want to put down a bet for like a top, you know, top five, maybe you know, just for the hell of it, hey, you can win a lot of money if uh things um go his way. So, we'll see, we'll see what happens about that. And I just realized too, um, we didn't read the fantasy standings uh last week, did we? Or no, no, uh, no, yeah, no, we didn't. No, okay, so I'll just go over those really quick. Hold on, damn it, give me a second accidentally clicked on the wrong thing oh there we go there's a fantasy sayings as for the nwp fantasy league uh sean 48 and Y is the points leader over trevor sports 98 and third is the nascar bear and then tied for p4 is polish victory lap and danny b wife good job claudia (laughs) Good job. She's always consistently up there. And then as for NWP um, Fantasy League 2, we have JC underscore 43, Race Roar 48, 42 Larson 5, Common Chase L. And then at number five, we have Hot Wheels. So yeah, thank you guys so much for playing.
4: And now to the main event. Let's getting into the pick points. The leader of the pick points is the chat with three cup wins, three Xfinity Series wins, and two truck series wins. They have 301 points. In second is Eric, six points back with two cup wins, three Xfinity Series wins, one truck win. I am in third, I'm 49 points back, no cup wins, two Xfinity Series wins, and two truck wins. Jarrett is fourth, minus 52 back with one cup win, three Xfinity wins, and one truck win. Darian is basement boy, minus 57, zero cup wins, four Xfinity Series wins, and one truck win.
1: I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) Tyler Reddick, thanks a lot, man. Appreciate it. (laughs) Really appreciate it. And Larson, too. Really appreciate it, too, bro. Well, I jinxed Larson, so never mind. Never mind.
4: Oh, chat, you're still last, but go ahead and be thinking about who you want to be the truck winner. Eric, who do you think will be the truck winner?
3: I'm not too worried about uh, where I stack up against the chat. It's a long season. And uh, I'll admit, I've been slacking off on my picks. I've not been putting in the necessary research the past few weeks. If those of you watch my channel, you'll notice I haven't been posting those fast forecast shorts the past month or so. Just got too busy, unfortunately. Hadn't had the time to put into them. You know, I I shouldn't make excuses. I've just been lazy. I've just been lazy. And it's affecting me here on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. I'm not putting forth the effort I should be. That all changes this week. Corey Heim wins the truck race. It's time, time, baby.
4: I'm dead. Heim time didn't work out too good for everyone last time, so I'm not going of Heim time. I'm going with Christian Eckes to win this weekend at Nashville.
2: Uh, I'm going with the truck that has been fourth or better in both race uh, races, whether it be the driver in it or not. Darian, I think you know who I'm going to pick based on that smile there. I'm going Zane Smith. That 38 truck has been bad fast, and if it wasn't for Ryan Priest, I think he might have won both of the last so, two races there.
1: So actually, Jarrett, I was laughing at this comment from Marky Mark. He says, Darian looks surprised that he's in last. LOL. And I was like, wow, well, thank you. Thank you very much. But um, but nah, so um, I'm going to go with Zane Smith as well. Please, Zane Smith, help me. Help me. See? Chat is
4: following you guys. Following the basement boys going with Zane
2: <laughs> <Yeah. Hey. laughs> Follow me. You're I'll about say, to lat me. Yeah, I'll <laughs> say I'm following them. How about that?
4: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, 40 Xfinity Series win. Eric, who do you got?
3: For the Xfinity Series, uh, I'm going with the car that dominated the last concrete track, uh, the Xfinity Series race stat. I think it's the last concrete track. Dover was the last concrete track? I think it was the yes. last concrete track. Yes. yes. Uh the 19 car, which will this week be driven by ty gibbs everyone
2: who's picking ty gibbs say i i wow
4: <laughs> no, we, we all got Ty gibbs. Yeah. That, was pretty, that was when i started looking at the list it was like Ty makes the most sense yeah on this list. he was
1: the, he was the first driver that stood out and i didn't it's really like, see anybody else
4: it's like i don't remember him con- being up there last year but i'm sure he did fine he's gonna do good this year he's and, gonna win and
1: it's like well well actually i don't know actually never mind i don't i don't, I don't think the chat's picking ty oh No.
4: Oh, we kind of got a close one between the 7 and the 19. Oh. Let's watch this for a second. Let's watch this. Oh. Take a look at what they're doing. (laughs) (laughs) Take a look at what they did.
1: All right. I'm going to do a poll. Yes, IDK. Gibbs is racing Saturday. Yes. No, Eric Abarola is not racing on Saturday. IDK. (laughs) All right. Well, while we do that, who's going to suck? Oh, let's get into that race. Who's going to suck, Eric?
3: Um I kind of just want to just take your pick. I, I feel like I picked this guy too much this year. I feel a little bad, but I'm I'm picking on Penske. Uh I'll go Cindric.
4: All right. I'm I'm not picking on Penske. I'm picking on SHR and I'm saying Chase Briscoe with my suck pick. <sighs> I better get this out again,
2: because even though these cars looked great, he keeps running bad there. Not this guy. Different die cast. I almost picked out Kevin Harvick. No, uh, I don't. I don't know where the hell I put it. Alex Bowman. <laughs> I,
4: to be fair, he's crashed out of every Nashville race, so I don't blame you. Yeah, mm-hmm. and
1: I also picked Alex Bowman as well for that same reason. And the chat looks picking? like I see a couple for Briscoe. Um, Just
2: give him one of them. Who cares? Yeah, uh, it ain't for points anyway. It don't matter.
1: Uh, I see some 42s. Just give them Gregson, I guess. Give me right. Gregson. Why not? Oh, here, there find it, it. Found it. There you go. There it is. There it
4: is.
3: All right. And I think uh, they might have picked their Xfinity winner. Oh, yeah.
4: Uh, um, I'll wait till they've got at least 105 votes.
3: Okay. Okay. That's a good one. I don't think, even if the next five people voted for
1: no, one, the one option, I don't
3: think it would overcome the gap.
1: Yeah, it's closed. So, yeah, I, I, I've, I've still
4: set the number. It's, <laughs>
1: yep okay, 105 there it, there it is there we go 56 percent. Yep. yep. stop
4: stop the count
3: Stop the count
1: um but yeah now dark horse eric
3: uh my dark horse for the cup race i imagine other people will talk about this guy so i'll let them i'll let them talk about it. i don't want to stomp on their pick i'll say uh ryan priest though
4: uh that's a good one i really should have thought, thought about that one but my my cup underdog is who i've got winning on saturday ty gibbs mcdowell supremacy michael
2: mcdowell has been quietly consistent top 15-ish uh on speed at nashville and i think he capitalizes on that the summer of mcdowell begins
1: yeah. spencer purcell in the chat says we just lost the lead because of you Chad."
3: <laughs> i got to have a little more faith than justin yeah. all you well, won-
1: didn't well, he
4: win last year well oh well, hey they, they went with Zane map so yeah
1: yeah. all right um uh, so my underdog ty gibbs he's gonna have you know extra track time on saturday and and is that uh, gonna greatly benefit him on sunday
3: okay well i expected somebody else to say priest so, uh, my reasoning was he's one he's dominated trucks here i figure at least some of that's got to carry over a yeah. cup like yeah uh,
4: a little bit dark horse for a chat i'm gonna give him Bubba. i've seen 23 a lot
1: yeah I'm all right Bubba,
4: pretty underdog uh Eric, who's going to yes. win? And
1: now, Eric, for the main events, who's going to win? Who's going to win at Nashville?
3: I I went with a little bit of a, a wild card for my truck pick. I think I picked a pretty heavy favorite in Xfinity. Uh, for Cup, I'm gonna go checkers or wreckers. I think Kyle Larson wins it. Hendrick has been uh, the team to beat here the last two years. Larson specifically has finished first and fourth. Uh, so I'm going with Young Money.
4: Bear with me on this. We have seen Hendrick Windis win this one two years in a row with two different drivers. We're going in order of number. Five won it the first year, nine won it the second year, twenty-four. William Byron, I say, will win it this year. Alex Bowman will win it next year. They had a four-year contract for National Super Speedway, and out you go when Bowman wins. We go to the fairgrounds. <laughs> I like that. that. I
2: love that reasoning. (laughs) Yes. I'll give some reasoning for why I agree with that pick. Uh, The first year they went there, Kyle Larson wins it. Second year, of course, Chase Elliott. Both of those were the fastest and the best drivers that year for Hendrick Motorsports. I think the trend continues with William Byron.
1: I'm going to stay in the Hendrick Motorsports camp as well, but I'm going with the odds on favorite. I mean, he's been checkers or wreckers. Maybe this weekend
2: will be checkers. Kyle Larson. That's right, looking and, very uh, very larson oriented yeah
4: i've seen a lot of five and not a lot of everything else yeah all right so, fair I'll enough give him, give
3: him the five hey Truex x won uh dover which is a concrete yeah, track this year
4: true that, that is true yeah. that is true but oh, i don't really want to steal them on the tricks because tricks didn't he? didn't he beat larson uh who, who, no. who'd, he, who'd he beat i can't remember now
3: oh at dover yeah, wasn't it Chastain?
4: I think closing in on it. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, Chastain. Yeah, 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 in, yeah.
1: It was. It was Chastain because he uh earlier in the race he
3: dumped funny, Eric's boy there. Funny,
4: none of none of us ever really picked Chastain to win anymore, but mainly because he just doesn't close. He, d- he doesn't win. Does he, he just he's doesn't got, win. He's got one top ten since the
3: talk. Yeah, the talk.
4: <laughs> I think you have a, have a new talk and say just go, just go do good.
2: The talk. Yeah. Hendrick walked in, son. We need to talk. <laughs>
3: And so, do you I, know how wins get made? <laughs>
4: clean driving, not how you're doing it. <laughs> oh no, okay. no, no, no! Protective, okay. protective okay. driving. New, for, new, <laughs> to, new talk for, uh, for Practice SMR. safe racing. <laughs> yeah, safe racing. Safe racing. New, protective driving. N- new talk. Walk in and say, "Are you winning, Ross?" <laughs>
2: <laughs> Son, this is your no. steering wheel.
3: Oh, <laughs> this, this
1: is the gas this is the brake
3: son don't think with your
2: gas pedal Ross <laughs> Ross there are times when when a young racer turns into a man
3: <laughs> alright well thanks for watching everybody
4: yeah goodbye Y'all have a good one That's some fun tonight go get us a W oh yeah ready what the f*** copy right foot down we gotta go play it unbelievable
0: man Ready to keep your head in this? Always. Oh, f- no, boy. Oh, boy! Yeah! What? Yeah. I'm done with it. It's your face. That's a fail.
3: Steve, you look beautiful. So look great. Oh. Oh, I'm Holy. You f-
4: see that? Holy cow! Good job, man.